Freddy and the Z-Man. No? Right said Fred and the amazing Zandero. No? Xander Fred? Fred Ziffel and Arnold? Okay, I'm done messing around. <clears throat> this is Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. First and 15. Fields arching it up there. What a grab by Rodney Adams. Beautiful touch, beautiful catch, first down. Playing above the rim, and that, that is a nice spot for the football. Six straight completions now for Fields, but a third and nine. Fields gets away from the initial pressure. Little fake, little shimmy, and a lob up to Rodney Adams again. Hands it off for Herbert. Bounces to the outside. Khalil Herbert showing off some of the speed. First and goal for Chicago. Nice opening drive here. Got the play action going. They're running it. They're passing it. Nice bounce out to the outside by Khalil Herbert. Fields, in particular, was good at throwing to the end zone yeah. and throwing in goal line spots. Well, I mean, you got to respect Ohio State's ability to run the football on Fields as well. So they did get a lot of single high safety down there. And then it's one on one with the receivers. That's a good set of receivers down there. And he ran for 15 touchdowns. Flag is thrown. Fields avoiding the pressure. Take it off. Right here. Right on cue. Justin Fields to the end zone. We'll check the flag. Shades of Ohio State. Fourth and inches. Fields is out there. Let's roll the dice in the preseason, folks. Scooter Harrington out of Stanford is the tight end in motion. They'll pop it to Herbert, and he pops the first down and more. Fields using the legs once more. Look how fast he is. First down. He can accelerate fast. See, this is the problem. See, guys like me when I played, see, that's why he has to wipe off his visor because he's he's getting bugs on his glass because he can accelerate so quickly. Adam Redmond is at center right now doing the snapping. Here's the boot again. And Redmond is there to block. Throwback. Fields has Jesse James. Back pedals in. Fields with a touchdown, and the Bears take the lead. Nice play, a little chilly roll, so they got to respect the run. Throwback. I was as calm as can be today so um you know i was just you know just trying to take a, take it play by play and really just just win every play and i think when you just focus on the moment like of course i guess our our whole point this week was just focus on today focus on the moment i was just trying to take it play by play and you know uh, win the play and that's what i was telling the old line and just take every play by play don't worry about the next play worry about this play and we'll just keep stacking like that ah there's your franchise quarterback or is it as we what had do you a chance mean, or to is see, it? or is it? We got a chance to see Justin Fields yesterday. Got a chance to see Andy Dalton and the Bears. We're talking about it right here on ESPN 1000. Xander and Hubner here on ESPN. For the next 25 or 30 years. Well, that we're here or that he's a franchise quarterback? They're franchise quarterback. Okay. We will not be here. No, we will not be here I for that long. That. Yeah, I can guarantee it too. Um, so your thoughts on what you saw from Justin Fields yesterday as the Bears come back and win their preseason opener 20-13 uh, to 13 over the Miami Dolphins. It's funny because we talked about a lot of stuff and we were all concerned about the offensive line. They didn't get sacked at all yesterday. 
No. Yeah, which was a little surprising. And I liked what I saw from the defense early. Alec Ogletree is a heck of a nice pickup. Yes, was yeah. that, uh, that, uh, that was a great... I, I know it's not a total surprise because he's had a good camp, but uh, it was nice to see. Yeah, very, very nice. So your thoughts on the Bears and what you thought from Justin Fields. How difficult is it going to be for you to watch the Bears with Andy Dalton as a starting quarterback? Because that's what Matt Nagy says. It's going to be... Andy Dalton, and um, do you think that Nagy's going to change his mind? Do you think there's any chance that Fields will be starting for the Bears when the season starts? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Yeah, not game one. Yeah, I don't think so. But either. shortly thereafter, yes. Yeah. Here's what Matt Nagy had to say about balancing all the excitement about Fields and his plans for the quarterback. Yeah, I think it's very real. I think that for all of us, because. You know, we're all, everybody here is super excited about the way that he played today, you know, and we all want the same thing. And um, we, we understand the buzz. We understand the excitement that that's, that's, that's why we drafted him. You know what I mean? That's why we drafted him. But there is, we want to make sure that we continue to go through this thing, that we understand the process. And this is one game that he's, that he came in here. And now the beautiful thing is we get to get more practices in and get to see how he comes back next week, you know, against Buffalo, and he's going to have another chance. And then, as we said, you know, uh, all these guys, Andy included, and, you know, they're all going to be want to come out here and just do the best they can do at their position. And, and um, when we watch the tape tomorrow, there's going to be guys that shine and guys that can get better. But I totally, totally understand all the, the buzz, all the excitement, and, um, you know, we feel it too. Totally. Totally. <laughs> you know, uh, he said, uh, everybody's getting a chance. That includes Andy, too. Yeah. Oh, there's no <laughs> he doubt. never said anything about Nick. Yeah. No, he didn't. He didn't say anything and, and about that's Nick. Fine and that's fine by me. Yeah, me too. Uh, I can't imagine there. I would think that someone's quarterback's going to get hurt in this preseason. And Nick w- is an yeah. immediate option. Yeah. And Nick Foles will go and uh, do it that way. 312-332-3776. Let us know your thoughts. You got a chance to see Bears football yesterday. Um I was here until noon, so this morning I got up to watch the first two Andy Dalton series because when I got home yesterday, I was watching White Sox baseball. Or actually, I wasn't, not at that time. I was watching the Bears game. I picked it up from where I was. Sure, so sure. I saw Justin Fields and things like that. Then I went back today and I watched uh, I saw, I saw Andy some Dalton. Andy. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't yeah. much. There wasn't much to see. Some handoffs, a couple of passes over the middle that were incomplete. The Bears went... Three and out on their first five possessions. Mm-hmm. And the, all they got was a field goal at the end of the first half. But that was when Justin Fields was able to move him down just far enough to get a 53-yarder from Cairo Santos. And it's nice to not have to talk about field goal kickers. <laughs> oh, my God. Remember How when we had that concern? That? Oh, it was uh, the worst. Yeah. It was some of the worst radio I ever heard on sports radio, talking about kickers. It was disgusting. Right. It's not oh. something you should have to discuss. Oh, my Lord. Death. It was some of the worst things I've ever... I, I swear to God, there were times I turned the radio on during the week, and when they were talking kickers, I would turn it off. It's like, who gave a rat's Rudy duty? Well, because wow. we're in such a bad way, that's why. Nah, it was it was silly. And the way the Bears handled it, too, the way they were battling it out and having to challenge it, well, it was so, so, so... It's kind of like, here... Look at this shiny object here while we we suck over here. <laughs> right. And that's what was happening the whole time. Sure. We were worried about the kickers. We're talking about the kickers, and we were looking at a team that all of a sudden hey, couldn't take no the doubt. ball away. No doubt. The team had oh. all kinds of problems, but the shiny object at that point was the glaring 
uh, you know, issues with Cody Parkey. And that's why it was easy to talk about. But I get that. It's the low-hanging fruit. You know that. Every, every, it's the low-hanging fruit. It's like, okay, here it is. It's easy to reach. Right. Is this is right in front of us. Let's happen. talk about sure, this. Sure, sure. Oh, my God. It was so disgusting. What does that say oh. about us and humankind? I don't want to get into it. Okay. <laughs> I want to still be here till 1230. <laughs> uh, 312-332-3776. So we get to talk about fields. He had some receivers. They didn't play a lot of their offensive guys. David Montgomery had a carry and then limped off the field. So you didn't see a lot of him. You didn't see uh, Alan Robinson wasn't out there. He wasn't right. dressed. He was actually was dressed. He had his uniform on, but no shoulder pads. You saw Jesse James is a really good tight end, in my opinion, that the Bears get a guy who used to play with the Steelers. So now they have Cole Komet. They have Jimmy Graham. And they have Again Jesse James. with these tight ends. Yeah. Right? I know. I know. And they still have the other guys, uh, Jesper Horstead, they still have, and J.P. Holtz. So they have like five or six tight ends. and um, But they're, these quarterbacks are going to be able to find them. And I think I would hope. I think that it's going to be nice to have these guys that can catch the ball. We didn't see much of Darnell Mooney yesterday. We didn't see a whole lot of the, the Bears offense. But on defense, I thought Al Gogoltree was fun to watch. Uh, the Bears were getting after the quarterback mm-hmm. early in the game, and I thought that was fun. So let us let us know your thoughts on the first preseason game. I know it's a preseason game. All the way driving in, I'm listening to ESPN National, and they're talking about all the young quarterbacks and how preseason is so much more exciting this year because of the young quarterbacks. I think it's just because it's the first game. It's just the first game. Yeah. And by the way, Justin did, uh, he had the most impressive day uh, you know, compared to the other three. Yeah. You know, the four rookie quarterbacks we'll be talking about this year. He had the best day. Yeah, Trey Lance did throw an 80-yard touchdown pass. But, you know, that's one of those things. It's a 35-yard pass, and the guy runs the other 40 sure. yards or whatever. And But he was four for 13. And he was sacked four times for the 49ers. Trevor Lawrence was six for nine for 71 yards. So you've got to feel good for the Bears and for Justin Fields. 14 for 20, 142 yards, a 106.7 quarterback passer rating. Not too shabby for Fields in his first game. No, not at all. Yeah. Let's go to uh, Huntley and Mark. Mark, what's happening this morning? Hey, Mark. Good morning. There's there's a narrative out there that the plan for Justin Fields was to sit for a year. I don't think that's the case at all. Nagy has never said that. He said, you know, we have Andy Dalton, and he's, uh, you know, whether he's been to one Pro Bowl or multiple Pro Bowls, whatever, but he's a solid, established starter, um, and he's our quarterback. I think the plan was Justin has to earn it. They're not going to just give him a job and say, here you go. He has to prove to himself, and this could have been the same plan in Kansas City, too, but Alex Smith played at a Pro Bowl level that year, so there's no chance Mahomes could have, you know, beat him out during the season and with number two reps. But I think we're going to see over the preseason that Justin is going to earn the job. Um, it's going to be pretty obvious, and he's going to be the starter week one. They're not going to hold him back just for the sake of holding him back. Uh, see, I'm pretty sure he has said it. and I don't have the sound right here. He, he has not said that our plan is we'd like to develop him for a year. No, no. There's, we've never heard the year, Mark. Have we? I don't know. I'm right, pretty sure but we... The plan was Dalton's a starter, but, you know, basically in a sense that Justin has to earn it. We have someone who has who's an experienced NFL veteran. He's all this. He's all that. You know, he has command of this offense. He knows defenses. But 
until Justin can do that, until he, and then yesterday, all of a sudden, it started to change when he said, when he started to say, we're always going to do what's best for the Bears. And it's kind of like he started opening the door for this possibility. Well, the, we know, look, we know the history of Matt and the way he, call, yeah, thank you. Uh, the way he talks, his word salad, you, you can take it different ways. Uh, and, and what Mark is saying, that's the way it should be. Yeah. Well, sure it is. Yeah, you know, but Matt has made such a big deal because the press, the media has gone back at the, him and said, is Andy your starter? So they backed him yeah. into a corner and therefore he said, Andy is the starter. Andy is the starter. But obviously Andy is the, uh, the veteran that is showing Justin along. I think Andy knows his role here. He's going to play until Justin earns it. At least that's what I want to see, despite what Matt has already said. And he's put himself in a corner, and he's going to have to get himself out of it if Justin shows that he really is the guy early. 312-332-3776. We'll take your calls talking about Justin Fields, what you saw from him yesterday, what you liked, and if you think any of the things we saw is uh, a possibility of changing Matt's mind. And we see Justin Fields earlier than some people thought. We'll also hear from uh, Justin Fields. We come back. Matt Nagy was asked about if Fields can change his plans uh, for the quarterback. We'll talk about that. We'll listen to you. It's Fred and Xander here on ESPN 1000. You're listening to Fred and Xander. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000. Also available on demand on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. We'll get to some White Sox talk in a little while. Got a lot of other things to do. We're here until 1230 leading up to the final game in the three-game series between the Sox and the Yankees. I don't want to see the Yankees in the playoffs. I don't know about you. Anybody else? Yeah, not no, not from what I've seen not so when far. Not healthy. Been, no. Not when not when Rizzo and Glaber Torres and oh Urshela and are, Sanchez are all there. Right, right. My they're God. they're missing some people. Yeah, Judge scares me. Yeah, and I used to Stanton used to scare me. Uh-huh. Now he doesn't anymore. Now it's I know, Judge. I know. We'll talk about the White Sox in just a little bit. Still talking about Justin Fields, his first outing for the Chicago Bears. 14 for 20, 142 yards, a 106.7 quarterback passer rating. After the game, Matt Nagy was asked, what can Fields do to change your plans for the starting quarterback? Keep stacking days like you had today, right? And understanding that um, again, in this whole process and this plan as we go we we what's the ultimate goal for us as an offense score touchdowns right so keep scoring keep leading the team down keep getting first downs keep getting touchdowns let us be able to see the whys behind everything right why did that happen and the more times that you have things happen because of that player meaning justin or that player because of andy or that player because of montgomery or whoever we know that we see that and then it, it makes it hard on us and then we're going to do whatever is best in the end ultimately we're always going to do what's best for the chicago bears right and so um here we are in week one and I just think we all um, understand that it, it was a, a great first day for Justin at that position. He did awesome. We love that. And now let's put it together and let's keep working. Let's improve it and let's stay consistent with it, right? Let's take this into the next game when you're back out there. And we also understand, like, you know, these other guys that didn't play very much, they want to get, they want to play a little bit more next week too and do their thing. And we're looking for the identity of 
this offense and how we get to the to be the best we can be. Yeah, I can't imagine what the identity of an Andy Dalton offense would be. I know we're, we're, we're beyond offense. it already. Yeah, yeah, you know, and he has opened the door to say, "I will eat my words if I have to." Uh-huh. That's what I heard there. And and I don't understand why he had to even set himself up in this corner in the first place. Well, he wanted to solve it so there would be no quarterback competition. But as it is, he's but, still going to have to answer but the questions. Why did, we, why did we have to shy away from the whole quarterback competition thing in the first place? He wanted it set so he didn't have to worry about it. And so the fields could come in and just learn and not be pressured to gain the starting quarterback. But in position. the end, it is a quarterback competition because, you know, it may not be head-to-head like, right. like it typically is. But he, as he said right there, in the end, we will do what's best for the organization. He said now, it right there. You're now right. Now, the Dolphins, you know, preseason Dolphins, is that the ultimate test for a young guy like Justin Fields? No, he looked great. Yeah. He'll get some more time in preseason. Will he open up against the Rams? Yeah, you know, I don't know if preseason is going to be enough. Right. But I do think that he will see time during the season, and when he does, that is going to indicate that he's the guy moving forward. Is it one or two games in, three games in? I don't know, but it will be early. I think when also another thing, we'll get to the calls in a second, 312-332-3776. The last thing he wants to do is play Justin Fields and then have to take him out and put Andy, Andy Dalton back in. No doubt. And that's why it's got to be a for sure thing. Yeah. And yeah. they'll wait longer than probably most fans want. Oh, sure. But it's not going to be a year. I, I I know that that's been bantered around, but there's there's no... I, I can't believe that that would be the case. The toughest thing is that once the regular season starts, the backup quarterback does not take snaps with the first string. The starting quarterback does. The sure. backup does not because right. they do not have... They have to give the starting quarterback, all the snaps to get ready for the game, ready for the next opponent. So Justin Fields, these the preseason for Justin Fields is huge because this is the opportunity for him to prove stuff. Because when Andy Dalton's the starting quarterback going into the season, Fields isn't going to have the opportunity. They don't share snaps in in, uh, regular season. So I guess the question would be how long, if Andy, okay, let's just say Andy has, he opens up against the Rams, and he has a very, very lackluster first half. Like nothing's happening. Yeah. How long do they let him go, you know, until they give Justin some daylight? Is it one game, two games, three games? Yeah. Where if, if no, Andy, no, I don't think anybody has the answer to that. Right. Yeah. Not now. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We go to the north side. Eddie, what's up? What up, Eddie? Hey guys. Well, nothing impresses me about what he did yesterday because every young quarterback, even Trubisky, used to scramble around, run, run in for a touchdown, and everybody would get so excited. When you are a smart quarterback from the pocket and you make decisions, you pass to win Super Bowls. And I don't need to tell you guys that. Seven from uh, Brady, four from Montana, four from the Manning brothers. Even when Patrick Mahomes won his Super Bowl, if you go back and look at his year, he he was a pocket passer on that year, and that's why they won the Super Bowl. He didn't put up 50 touchdowns throughout that beginning of the year. And I don't want to hear about offensive line. Tampa Bay, before Brady got there, they, they used to say, oh, he needs a better offensive line. He needs a better offensive line. 
They didn't revamp the whole thing for Brady. When you have a quarterback that makes good decisions, your offensive line looks awesome. They're super. But when you have a quarterback that takes the time, wait, 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 things break down, holding calls go on, and then when they take off, it's even worse off after that. If he wants to be a great quarterback, even Josh Allen in Buffalo, if he takes the time in his off season and not just take off all the time like he was doing last year, they will represent the AFC this year because they have a great team too. So that's all I got to say. I don't know what you guys think about this, but I've seen it to them all. All of, look at Lamar Jackson. He's not been the Super Bowl, and he runs what for over a thousand, a thousand yards a year now. There is no doubt, Eddie. We appreciate the call. There's no doubt. You've got to be a quarterback that can pass right. from the pocket. You're not winning just because you're a scrambling and a running quarterback. But it's good to have that ability. It, it's not and bad look, at all. Justin, right. Look, Justin is a big human, right? He's a lot bigger than Trubisky is, I think, size-wise, if I'm not wrong. And uh, so him running and his level of athleticism is impressive. And he has that option. But, yes, he's going to have to pass. Now, what Eddie was saying about the O-line. Now, I, I, he, I, I think he's discounting it a little too much. I think, though, if you have a quarterback that can make quick decisions, you have a good plan, then that takes the pressure off the O-line. That's obvious. Um, they did draft their first pick in that draft, if I'm not mistaken, Sean. I'm looking here. Tristan Wirfs. Tristan Wirfs, yep. <clears throat> Tackle out of Iowa. Yeah, and they so also they, made a free agent. So they agent. did improve the O-line. They immediately, <laughs> yeah. Right. They did. Right. The Tampa Bay Bucks did improve the line for Tom Brady. Um, and it is. You're right about one thing. It is an improved line when the quarterback doesn't stand there and he gets rid of the ball. Right. It, I mean, I said yesterday, they did not get sacked. Either Neither Andy Dalton or Nick Foles or Justin Fields got sacked. So the offensive line, even though it was patchwork, um, was able to protect against the Miami Dolphins. And when the game was over yesterday, they announced that they have signed nine-time Pro Bowler, 39 years old, 17-year vet Jason Peters to compete for the left tackle position. And another guy on the team that could teach. Right. Well, Maybe. Jason Peters, I'm not sure he's a teacher. He's just coming here to, he's yeah. coming here <clears throat> to make money. In his 39-year-old yeah, I I age. I, it's just my hope that all of these pros that come here at the end of their career. Oh, you're career, very. Yeah, no. I, I know I'm being a little too generous yeah, and hopeful. Yeah, yeah. It'd be nice. Yeah. They Pay don't have it time. forward. They don't have time to teach. Right. Because they're trying to survive themselves. Yeah, well, I guess. They want to survive themselves and go on out there. Um, it would be nice, you know, if Tyler right, Jenkins well, then ever if gets somebody's, healthy. If somebody's just watching yeah. him, you know, they learn something. Well, you would hope. Yeah. I mean, Tevin Jenkins, if he can ever get on the field because of his bad back, that'd be nice to see. I'm not sure that we're seeing that. Uh, I did mention that the Bears were their first five drives. They were three and out. They did march downfield and get a field goal as time expired in the first half, a 53-yarder from Cairo Sanchos, Santos. And uh, Justin Fields talked about that drive right before the half. Coach Nagy, before that possession, he just told me that he was going to try to get another possession. So um, I think it was very important you know, just to get points up on the board and, you know, kind of just get some momentum going our way because we knew we were going to get the ball coming out of the uh, second half. So it was definitely a, a, a big part of the game. One of the biggest things um, that all uh, young players have to worry about is when they go from college to the pros is the speed of the game. Now, years ago, my dad was out in the, in the Bay Area when Roger Craig 
got out of Nebraska and went to the pros and went to the 49ers. And he was asked about, my dad was at the press conference, he was asked, Craig was asked about what the difference is. He goes, the speed of the game is ridiculous compared to the college game. Mm -hmm. He said, it's so much faster. And after the game, Justin Fields was asked about the speed of the game. It was actually kind of slow to me, to be honest. Uh, You know, (laughs) I think, you know, I I was expecting it to be a little bit faster. But, you know, practicing, you know, game speed, going at it with my teammates every day. And, of course, you know, we have a great defense. So uh, me going against them every day, um, it it definitely slowed slowed the game up a a little bit for me. So, um, I mean, I I felt comfortable out there. And um, I just, you know, of course, I have room to grow. So I'm just going to try to get better each and every day. And that's always a nice thing, going up against a defense like this. Right. When I heard that, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, if if that's the case where it didn't really uh, you know yeah. surprise him, because you're right, NFL, NHL too. Yeah. It's the speed of the game All that you have to adjust. That's uh-huh. the big difference. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We go to Lagrange and Bob. You're on ESPN one thousand. Hey, hey there, Bob. Bob. It's it's there for everyone to see. He he has it down. He's ready to go right now. He can play. He says he's a football player. What's the big deal? What's going to overwhelm him? He played against Alabama. He played against Clemson. He played in high school. It's all American. So what's the problem? Let him play. He's not bothered by the blitz and all this crap. Let me ask you a question. What happened if the same blitz come at Dalton? What if the Rams come in and Dalton? What would he do? He'd, if, if he'd you... crumble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'm, I'm proud of Phil, and I don't know what the Bears are going to do, but they, they'll be – not too smart if they don't let him go because guess what? The other teams in the National Football League don't want to see Justin Fields. <laughs> the Rams don't want to see him because he's going to create a problem for a lot of people. So well, he, if, he is because they've had, the Bears haven't had a quarterback to get away from the the oncoming rush like this guy in a long, long time. Then they got to they got to line up wide now because they can't flash in. They can't. They got to line up wide. Then he go up the middle off tackle. So pick your partner. He's real smart. Well, and, he's going to find a hole. Right. And and him uh, in there is going to set up the run game, too, because yeah. he's such a threat. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, look, look, this is this is something that is going to have to force Nagy's hand. And he's going to, as he said, do what's best for the team. Yeah. And he's going to end up swallowing some words. And that's fine by me. You would think you would. Yeah. You would think if, in fact, just see, here's the thing. It's not what the coaches think, but it's what the other guys on the team think. The That's offensive true too. line, the defense. The defense is going up against Andy Dalton. The defense is going against uh, Justin Fields. The ones that they feel tested against, they're right. able to go to the coach and say, listen, this guy can play uh, for yeah, us. Yeah, Matt's not, Matt's not yeah. suiting up with pads and right, playing. Right, right. Well, right. And can you imagine how excited some of those uh, players are, the ones that have been here? You know, a number of years. Yeah. Who, who's who's the most tenured right now on the team? Would you say? Uh, I have no idea. Kent, uh, maybe four or five seasons, yeah. something like Hicks that. Hicks has been there for a while. Okay, so okay, yeah. so they've seen a lot. Right. <laughs> they've got to be beyond excited. Well, Allen Robinson as a wide receiver, yeah. you're excited about what they can do. Now we don't know how Andy Dalton deals with some of the wide receivers. Uh, he is a quarterback that's been around for a long time. He does put the ball where it's supposed to be. Um, we'll see exactly how he plays as he goes further along. But I don't think you're going to see a whole lot more of Andy Dalton in the upcoming 
uh, preseason games. No, because the, because the, you want to protect the guy. Right. And, yeah. and chances uh, him getting hurt, and then all of a sudden we're in a uh, Trubisky for Glennon situation. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Talking Bears. Talking Justin Fields. Anything else you saw in the game yesterday, or did you? Was the only reason you watched yesterday's preseason game was to see Justin Fields? Let us know. 312-332-3776 here on ESPN 1000. Fred and Xander. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. You're listening to Fred and Xander. This is Chicago's home for sports. Live stream ESPN 1000. Or take a listen to our other shows on demand. It's the all-new ESPN Chicago app. coming up 15 minutes from now. Yeah, it's on fire today. Yeah, a lot of people jumping on in, which is great to see. All of our polls can be found on Twitter at ESPN1000. We've also got one for um, the Bears and after yesterday. And it is, let me see if I can grab it real quickly. Um, you know what it is. You 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 came yeah, up I've with gotta, it. Yeah, I've got to wake up my computer. It is... Um, after yesterday's performance from Justin, what we were hoping to see, yeah. who actually looks better now? Would that be Matt Nagy? Would that be Ryan Pace? Would that be Justin Fields himself? Or would that be the uh, duo of Phillips and McCaskey? Yeah, the McCaskey comedy, and the comedy uh, duo yeah. of Phillips and McCaskey. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, you can, we'll uh, review that later, but you can go to uh, at ESPN1000 on Twitter and uh, vote Somebody's on that. looking better. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure somebody will. Uh, the question is, yeah, if you're Matt, I wonder how Matt slept. Did he toss and turn? I tossed and turned last night, but it had nothing to do with... With the Bears? Yeah, it had nothing to do with the Bears. It had more to do with the White Sox, and we'll get into that in a little <laughs> while, were, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 312-332-3776. We go to the west side, and Derek, you're on ESPN What's 1000. Up, Derek? Hey, Derek. Hey, how's it going, guys? Going well. Hey, uh, yesterday was my first time I took my son to a preseason game, and it was only for Justin Fields. Now, now my thing about the Chicago Bears and, and, and the organization, I believe they did the right thing by drafting Justin Fields, but if they sit him behind Andy Dalton for whatever reason, because Andy Dalton is learning this offense too, so I don't know what he can teach Justin Fields or what Justin Fields can learn from him. Because if you sit him three, four games, and then we have to wait three, four more games when you put it in, that's half the season loss. When we can go and ride this horse from week one. Not to mention, I have tickets to the game in LA, and I do not want to see Andy Dalton. <laughs> You're going to LA for that one, huh? That new stadium oh, yeah. and everything. That's gonna be fun. Oh yeah. But on a serious note, yeah, I don't, I don't think that it's beneficial to sit the kid. If if you feel like the kid isn't ready by week one, that's a knock on the coaching staff. I don't think that's anything to do with because you signed Andy Dalton or whatever. If you can't have this kid ready to play professional football by week one, that's a knock on the coaching staff. Hey, Derek, you know the the interesting thing to me is that they're two completely different kind of quarterbacks. You know, right. Andy Dalton's a pocket guy, yep. and Justin Fields exactly. is a guy that they did it yesterday. You roll him out and do a lot of other things. You're not going to do a lot of that with Andy Dalton. So it's almost That's like two di- right. It's like two different offenses there. This is not Aaron Rodgers sitting behind a legend in Brett Favre, or this is not you know even Patrick Mahomes sitting behind uh, the guy Alex Smith who had a great year the previous year. This is Andy Dalton's first year in the offense, who wasn't a great quarterback to begin with. So you're going to stunt this kid's growth because you want to be loyal. 
you want to be loyal to someone that you shouldn't even sign if you knew you wanted to get a quarterback out the draft? They did that five years ago with Trubisky. Well, Why they, would you uh, do it again? Well, they signed Dalton. They did not know that he w- they would end up with a Justin Fields. It's a good oh, problem they, to But have. they knew that their angle was to go after a quarterback. Sure, right, sure. Right, you know what I mean. So if you know that's your angle, why you had Nick Foles? Nick Foles and Andy Dalton are the same person. <laughs> if that's what you're trying to do, if you're trying to transition over there, the same person. Well, I'm so certainly. Why would you go- yeah. Derek, yeah, there's not a big difference. Yeah, Derek, you had a perfect game to go for your for your son to go to this first preseason oh, yeah. game. That was awesome. That's very cool. And I'm mad that I, I, I spent so much on the game in L.A. and I, and I probably got to watch the Red Rifle. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, we'll pre- appreciate out. the call. Don't thanks, be a stranger. Derek. Thanks. Yeah. All right, thank you. Okay, uh, that's cool. I, I lo- that's that's a great stadium, brand new stadium, a year old or a year too old. And uh, going out there and seeing the Bears take out the Rams. That's a good time in L.A. Yeah, that's going to be interesting because the um, the Bears know that you've got a really, really good defense going up against the Bears in the first game. That Rams defense and Aaron Donald and everybody mm-hmm. else coming at you. Stafford, I've always liked Stafford. I think he'll do well out there. Hopefully he doesn't do too well, especially well, early. not against us. And not against the Bears. Let's go to uh, St. Cloud, Florida. And Tim, you're on ESPN hey, 1000. Hey, Tim. Hey, good morning, guys. I love you. Love your show. I Thanks. get to get Thank my out let him run. What's going on? Oh, man, not much. After seeing Justin Fields last night, how poised he was, how how calm he was in the pocket, I had flashbacks to seeing, like, Cam Newton his rookie year. Um, it just seemed like compared to every other, everybody else, all, all the other quarterbacks, he was way above everyone. Even jo- Jordan Love didn't even look that good yesterday. He looked way confused. And well, then he got hurt, too, didn't he? On a... Uh... Yeah. He got sacked or had a scramble or something? Yeah, it looks like he got his emotions hurt, too, but they got to show him <laughs> on the sideline walking around. You know, Can you put somebody on the DL for that? Yeah, for emotional <laughs> emotional distress. Yeah, yeah with all the pressure he's under, you can imagine, you know, he wanted to be perfect, and he looked terrible. So I don't think, you know, if they go to him next year, we'll be good. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll wait and see, Tim. We appreciate the call. I'm, I'm thinking that it's going to be, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, it's going to come down to the players telling Matt Nagy. Matt, can we talk to you for a second? Coach, can we talk to you for a second? You know, I'm uh, not here. Andy's a really nice guy, but uh, Justin's a better quarterback for this offense. Can we, like, see him, you know, Allen Robinson coming to the door? And, hey, Coach, and, we feel like the uh, the Red Rifle's going to get jammed. Can we? Uh... Yeah. Yeah. There's a possibility of it. And it's funny, too. Um, I like Adam Amin a lot. And he did the game yesterday. He does the preseason games. He is everywhere. He does the Bulls games. He does a lot of other stuff. He does uh, games, baseball games on Fox. And he was saying that Andy Dalton knows the offense like the back of his hand. And he had a great line because it's the same thing I was thinking when he said it. He goes, I don't know about any of you. He goes, I haven't seen the back of my hand for a while. He goes, I never really looked and studied the back of my hand. He goes, so when people say that, after he just said it, he goes, when people say it, I always wonder. It, and is that it was, really it was a hilarious. Good, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah he knows the cliche. office like the back of his hand. I don't know the back of my hand. I, I don't think anybody looks at the back of their hand. No. Maybe the palm of your hand. Not, not but normally. But not the phrase. Right. Yeah. I, I I'm not know. even sure I know the palm of my hand. Whatever. But I, know it, I know a lot of, you know, younger people know it a lot more than I do. But I mean, yeah. So, the palms of their own hands. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I know you knew where I was going. <laughs> so, 312-332-3776. Justin Fields was asked, and I, I'm sure I know the answer to this. I haven't heard it yet, but he was asked if he had any jitters. I was as calm as can be today. So, um, you know, I was just, you know, just trying to, 
take a take it play by play and really just just win every play and I think when you just focus on the moment like of course I guess our our whole point this week was just focus on today focus on the moment I was just trying to take it play by play and you know uh, win the play and that's what I was telling the old line and just take every play by play don't worry about the next play worry about this play and we'll just keep stacking like that that's really important he's for the me. humblest cocky guy yeah <laughs> it's yeah. really important for the for a quarterback to let his offensive linemen know and put them at ease because the offensive line going into this game yesterday you had all kinds of guys just right. playing different positions you had elijah wilkinson playing the left tackle position because tevin jenkins hasn't been able to play now wilkinson is a guy that is a veteran from uh, Denver, he's played like, I think I had it written down yesterday, he had like eight, let's see, uh, 1,858 snaps um, with Denver over the last three seasons at the tackle position. So he comes in, in comes a guy with experience, and then the Bears say, listen, we need a guy that's going to protect our quarterback, whoever that may be, if it's Andy Dalton or if it's Justin Fields. So they go on out and get Jason Peters at 39. Year old. Now, who knows? Maybe Jason Peters at 39 and 17 years in the league won't be able to play. Right. But at least they bring him in. Give him a shot. Yeah, yeah give him a shot. Yeah. You know, if he if he can hang in, hang for a while, and um, maybe help the other guys get ready, even if it's not by him actually helping mm-hmm. them, they're able to get ready and get healthy and stuff like that. Right. I like Sam Mustafer as the center. Uh, they moved Cody Whitehair to the guard position. James Daniels played some guard yesterday, and then uh, you also had Alex Byers who got called for one of the holding penalties early. The Bears had some penalties, not too many. They had a hard time holding onto the ball on some of their uh, special teams. Um, and Fields, Fields fumbled the ball, too. And uh, when he scrambled around the, the the end of one time, and uh, he dove like crazy he re- to get it he back, recovered. I was worried because I wasn't worried about him getting hurt when he fumbled, but diving back on it, you got all these other guys yes. just coming in. That's a tough time. So don't fumble the ball. You got to hang on to it. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll talk more Bears. We got some White Sox talk to get to. Got a lot of other things to discuss. If you didn't get a chance to talk about the Field of Dreams game, and you want to do a and if you made it out there, I'd love to know from some people that made it out there uh, the experience that you had if it was the first time you were there. 312-332-3776. So we've got the Bears and Justin Fields. we got a rock pole coming up. We're here all the way till 1230 before White Sox baseball. Lucas Giolito trying to slow down the uh, hard-hitting Yankees. See if we can slow down Aaron Judge. I think Aaron Judge deserves a day off today. For all he's done, yeah, I yeah. think I think he deserves a day off. And some you? ice cream, yeah, yeah. Let him one of those ice cream. Give him ice cream in a in a Yankees helmet. They've got yeah. those plastic Yankees sure. helmets. Yeah, sure they do. Give him one of those. He he's a big boy. And, you could probably eat it out of the biggest helmet. Yeah, he probably could. Just sit down and watch the game today. We'll be back. Jump on anyone to talk three one two three three two three seven seven six here on ESPN one thousand. You're listening to Fred and Xander. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. You're listening to Fred and Xander. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Well, Fred, first Bears preseason game yesterday. People on the south side feeling good about the White Sox. Sorry, Northsiders. But there's a lot of Chicago pride right now. Hey, listen, the, the Northsiders have done something that they haven't done since 1954. And it's not good. They, they've had two 10-game losing streaks in the same season for the first time since yeah. 
1954. Oh, congratulations. So, well, it's a record. <laughs> Yeah, right. It's a record for them. Well, it's a record. They haven't done it since then. So yeah, yeah, so I thought uh, for the Rock Poll today, with the Chicago Pride going around, the Bears playing, lots of upside on that, we'd uh, kind of go over some Chicago bands. Now, there's only four slots on Twitter. Again, right. We have to say this all the time. Yeah. And we always welcome you to jump in, but people are saying, why isn't this band? Why, why don't you, you know, write it in and that's fine. Uh-huh. But what I was thinking of in this poll is to take a big band and big meaning success from uh, each decade, 70s, 80s, 90s, and the 2Ks, okay? What is your favorite Chicago band out of these four? And um, actually, uh, no, actually, we'll go a little earlier. Uh, I did revise it, but we'll go a little earlier. We'll say Chicago, the band Chicago. Yep. From the late 60s, that's uh-huh. when they got their start. Sticks representing the seventies. Yep. Uh, Chicago and Sticks, uh, and then Survivor representing the eighties. Okay. Survivor had a number one hit. I the Tiger. That yep. was a number one hit for them. Babe was number one for Sticks. Uh huh. And that's actually the song that started breaking them up. <laughs> is it really? Well, they, they wanted yeah. the other guys wanted to rock, and Dennis is writing Babe. Yeah. For his wife. Uh huh. I mean, keep that at home. Well, you right? know, every once in a while you got to write a ballad. I you know. know you do, you do, and then uh, Smashing Pumpkins representing the nineties. Okay. Okay. But you know, people are writing in Ministry, great band. Hey, you're not going to find ministry in the top of the charts. Okay. Okay. No, you're not. Yeah, you know, Rise Against, great band. Big fan of Rise Against. I'll tell you, I was at one of their concerts, and I got a little too close. I started getting kicked in the head by the crowd surfers. Uh-huh. That's where I'm like, I'm getting too old for this. Yeah. And I backed out. Sure. <laughs> now, which, uh, uh, Disturbed is from here too, right? Yeah, Disturbed. Yeah. I was going to mention them. Chevelle from okay. the northern suburbs. They're a great band. The Loeffler Brothers. Uh, and then you go to Veruca Salt, Material Issue, Urge Overkill. Oh, material I mean, Issue was very good. They were great. They, they were, were great. awesome. I, yeah, I love Jim it. Ellison, that uh-huh. was kind of a tragic story. Kid but the I, Waitress is there, one of yeah, my favorite songs. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. So there's a ton of them. Yeah. There's only four slots. Uh-huh. So we, we did this, one representing each one, all of them having pretty good success. So choose among. If you feel like writing somebody in, that's fine. Yeah. But that's I your rock s- poll for today. I saw... Boy, You've I've seen every one of these, haven't you? No, I've never seen. I don't have any. I don't own anything from the Smashing Pumpkins. Okay, they were they were when I was still stuck in the seventies, and I, I'm still stuck in the seventies. Oh yeah, and you're, I just you're, ignored. No, you are your yeah. feet in the concrete in the seventies. Yeah, I have. I ignored a lot of the uh, local groups, and um, my brother went to a Smashing Pumpkins concert. He liked them, but I hey, I was at a, a very famous Smashing Pumpkins yeah. show at the Metro. In 1995, they opened for Cheap Trick because they just love Cheap Trick. Okay. And, so did I. Yeah. And, uh, no, actually, Cheap Trick opened for them, but uh, Cheap Trick were heroes of the Smashing Pumpkins for obvious reasons, and that's one you could throw in there, too, although they're Rockford. So it was at the Metro, and the power went out. The stage power went out. Okay. And it was this uh, very memorable show. And at that point, in 1995, for the Smashing Pumpkins to play the Metro, they were filming like the United Center at that point. Okay. So it was a very special show. Yeah. Not a lot of people were there. Only a couple grand. Yeah. In uh, oh. seven in 75, I saw the Beach Boys in Chicago. It was Chicago. at the Riv. Sorry. Okay. It wasn't at the Metro. The Beach, I had to correct that. The Beach Boys in Chicago played... Five straight nights at sold at uh, the Chicago Stadium. Mm-hmm. Sold out five straight nights. Mm-hmm. It was Beach Boys Chicago 
And it was tremendous. I know people that went two or three nights in a row or whatever. And they were both huge acts, obviously. And Sticks, I saw numerous times. I saw Sticks, um, I want to say it was Sticks and Rush. I know I saw Sticks and Cheap Trick before, but I saw Sticks, I want to say it was Sticks and Rush at the auditorium. Um, because my buddies wanted to see Sticks and I wanted to see Rush. But I'm pretty sure they were together on the same bill. I'm sure they were. Yeah, back sure in the day. Because yeah. there was times where Rush played here a lot. Mm-hmm. I saw them in the span of a year and a half. Beginnings. I saw them four times. Yeah, yeah, I saw them four times. I saw them at Beginnings. I saw them, um, I want to say, at the Auditorium and a couple other places. I've seen Sticks here. I saw them in L.A. I've seen them a ton of times. Yeah. Pumpkins I talked about already. Uh, I've seen Chicago. I actually saw them in the 80s. You know, once Peter Cetera left, right. I, w- I-, I wanted to see them, like, you know, in the 70s. Uh-huh. And any- even before the mid-70s, I was way too young. But when they were still rocking. Yeah. When Peter took them into the ballot area, it was like, ugh, I remember where I was the day that uh, Terry Kath shot himself. I do, accidentally. too. I-, I remember yeah. hearing about that. And then uh, Survivor, I've seen a ton of times. Yeah, I I've never had saw- Jim Peterick on my show when yeah. I had my music shows. Many, many times. Frankie Sullivan. I actually had a real quick story. For anybody who remembers the Survivor song Rebel Girl, yeah. which I love. Yep. It was never released on an album. It's available now. It was hard to find. I had Frankie Sullivan and uh, Dave Bickler. Sullivan is. Where, he was played. the guitarist okay. from the band, one of the co-writers. And Dave Bickler, he was the original guy that sang I, the Tiger, and all that. I had them on my show at the old WCKG. Okay. And the manager said, I love this story. The manager said, they're not going to play for you. Uh-huh. So my producer, Big Head Tony, if you're listening, he had a uh, acoustic guitar stashed. He brought it out and ambushed him. The manager was going nuts outside. You see uh, through the window, he's jumping around yelling at my producer. My producer's laughing. Yeah. And I'm like, could you guys do Rebel Girl? They're like, sure. Yeah. And I've got it recorded. They did it in studio. One of my favorite Survivor songs for anybody from the 80s. Uh-huh. Remember that song? It's always good to ambush. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the other thing, too, is with Jim Peterick. And um, people think of him, they think of Vehicle, and they think of... But he, he wrote songs for 38 Special. He co-wrote uh, a lot of 38 Special songs. Uh-huh. They brought him in to kind of help jumpstart. By the way, Rockin' Into the Night is a Survivor song. Oh, is it really? Yes, it is. Okay. They gave it to them because they were on the same label. They gave it to them to help jumpstart yeah. their career. And therefore, they said, Jim, wow, why don't you work with Don Barnes? Let's get this all going. Sure. And, uh, yeah, caught, caught up in you and um, Fantasy Girl, a lot of the he early wrote, 38 specials were co-wrote. Yeah. Co-wrote. Yeah, because he was, he's just absolutely amazing. He's just a great guy. And Heavy Metal, he co-wrote with Sammy Hagar. Oh, yeah? Yep. Huh. Yeah, he's he's written so many things, and it's great to have him as part of the area and part of the community. I remember seeing there was a uh, a little restaurant in downtown, or not even in downtown. It was on LaGrange Road in F- Plainfield, or 55th, one of the two. Right. And I went there to eat, and I saw him, and he was sitting a couple seats away. And my wife kept saying at the time, she kept saying, what are you doing? I said, that's Jim Peterick. She goes, well, who's that? I said, I said okay. And, uh, you know, and I, I saw him. I've got one of his solo albums and uh, it's a it's one where he's like sitting in his living room, um, and it's a white album cover. And I actually brought it to him a couple of years ago. Had him sign yeah, sign the album. Jim's Jim's the greatest guy. He uh, when I had my uh, Rock of the Eighties show over on the Loop, he was a guest so much. He's like, come to my studio. I've got an idea. Yeah. And so I drove out to Burr Ridge and yep. everything. 
He wrote an intro for my show. Cool. Yeah. He's, he's like, you own this song. You have the rights to this song. Yeah, he's always thinking. That's the thing. He's always thinking. I got a special intro from Jim, Jim Peter. Awesome. It's ridiculous. Very, very cool. Uh, you want to jump in and talk more, Justin Fields? We're here to do it. We also want to get into some White Sox stuff because after the Field of Dreams game on Thursday, both the Sox and the Yankees had, had Friday off. And then yesterday, if you thought Thursday was exciting, last night was exciting, too. Uh, probably more exciting for Yankees fans. The well, White Sox fans. Ended, ended up there. Yeah, in the end. So we'll talk some White Sox baseball. We come back. 312-332-3776. We're here all the way until 1230, leading you up to the third and final game of the series. White Sox have Lucas Giolito going against the uh, Bronx Bombers later on today. A 110 first pitch right here on ESPN 1000. This is Fred and Xander. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000.